Welcome to Two Brothers Review, a podcast where two brothers talk about recent movies. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley, sweating in a small box in New York City. <laughs> Today we're going to be... <laughs> TMI, maybe. Uh, so <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about the documentary RBG. But before we get into that, we wanted to give a genre recommendation for biographical documentary uh, a documentary i really enjoy is hero dreams of sushi about a sushi chef in tokyo and how he has spent his whole life studying all about the rice and sourcing his fish and using apprentices to train them and how to form these beautiful and intricate uh, pieces of s- sushi i would never eat sushi so it's a bit of a strange choice but uh, fun to see into that world of you know, kind of high quality, and I just appreciate an expert in a field. Okay, cool. I haven't seen it yet, so I guess I got to get on that. You would never eat sushi? I would never choose to. I don't like raw fish or the idea of that. And I know there are lots of other kinds of sushi, but still. But you have tried it. Yeah, I have eaten it. I think, I mean, has someone told you this already? If you have it five times then you'll like it no one's told me that uh it is remy's favorite food so okay we go to sushi places pretty frequently i just usually order something else white rice (laughs) (laughs) gyoza okay (laughs) fair enough all right my documentary is uh new york doll Uh, i really love that documentary about arthur kane um, who was a punk rocker and then went through a lot of drug problems and then had to come back. And it's a great documentary in terms of following someone around at what ends up being a key moment in their life. And so I think the filmmakers got lucky in some ways um, uh, just because they befriended him and followed him right at the moment when he was um, coming back and getting back invited to participate in rock concerts and stuff and it was a pretty powerful moment uh, to see his life change cool uh, i've not seen that one um kind of full transparency i don't watch a lot of documentaries but this is a good opportunity to branch out in our uh movie selection yeah this is our first documentary on two brothers review yeah hopefully not the last we'll keep it going <laughs> yeah so let's talk about the documentary uh, RBG, kind of the style and configuration of how they did it seemed like a variation of clips with voiceover and some, you know, first person interviews with Ruth Bader Ginsburg and people that in her life. Uh, it seems like a pretty standard documentary format, but I don't know what thoughts did you have about the documentary, the structure, and the styling? Yeah, it felt very. Very, very standard, I would say. I mean, they did interviews, like you said. They also did a lot of, um, they also used a lot of clips where she she would be speaking at public events or her husband was speaking at public events and it was recorded and kept a lot of uh, speeches she would give at universities or things like that. Um, And then it also, yeah, followed her, got a little bit of access to her where it went, went with her to the opera in Santa Fe, it went with her to the... Um, I guess performing the opera in DC. Uh, 
I feel like there was something else that went with her too. But anyway, not much of that. Very little of that. Which, you know, is... like I feel like because she was a willing subject, it would have been interesting, for example, to see her working. I'm surprised they didn't have any shots of that. Um, maybe there were, that was for security or, I don't know, some kind of legal reasons that they couldn't. But it just seems like it would have been awesome. to. I would have loved to see her uh, back and forth with her clerks deciding how to write an opinion, talking about, you know, how they form their ideas and how they, how she communicates her ideas to them and how she divides up the work. Um, because I feel like that's, I don't know, that's the, at the heart of what she does or has been doing for the last 20, almost 30 years. Yeah, they do a good job highlighting sort of, you know, people talk about how she has these legal opinions and she forms them and you know is you know a lot of people really find her very brilliant legally and they shared some of her arguments in front of the supreme court but not really how it gets formed or how it gets uh, you know kind of from her mind to the legal brief besides that she just works a lot i mean that's the real impression i got that she is always working always thinking about the cases and that sort of consumes a lot of her life. Yeah, but again, it, from from a cinematic point of view, it is very strange for that to be the major theme that a viewer goes away with, and I agree. I think it was one of the dominant things I took away about her, but to have virtually never seen that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You you want to show stuff. You don't want to tell about stuff. So I thought, I thought that was strange. Well, that's a good point. It had another... They had, they had another device formally in the documentary which was filming her while she watched videos so we got to watch her um watch the saturday night live sketch and uh there was one other thing that she watched but i felt like that was that had promise and it was interesting and it was actually fascinating to watch her watch the snl sketch but uh i also feel like i don't know it it felt a little a bit like a gimmick to me a little bit hokey yeah the, the feeling that i came away with um, was that they had sort of a limited amount of footage. I feel like they showed the same videos of her husband and her when they were in, in college throughout the documentary and just had different people talking over them or you know, using it at different points. But it, it felt like I saw the same thing three or four times. And they went back and forth to those different university visits or high school visits. So it, you know, you'd, you'd see her in the same outfit through, you know, or at the same event because it just felt like they didn't have as much kind of access or footage. In my, in my mind, I wish they had, I don't know, yeah, been able to do more one-on-one -on -one interview with her or, yeah, maybe just, maybe I'm just not as familiar with documentaries, but a different way to show us that life. Okay. I don't know if I share that because I feel like they, there is a certain amount of footage of them as as young adults or young people, and I'm sure that the filmmaker got all of it that they could. And, I mean, there's not much else you can really do. You know, you have that fixed amount. So if it's small, it's small. They did, I mean, I noticed um, what they would do is get archival footage of, for example, Harvard campus or Cornell campus, which would be, you know, not, not specific to... Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg at all, obviously. Um, and they would show that, and I don't think that repeated. I mean, I think they had enough of it. But I'm sure they just went to Harvard and asked their librarian for film footage from the years she was there. 
um, which I, I think was cool, but also is very impersonal. I mean, it, it's the best, I, it's the best you can do. It's not perfect. I mean, also with having such a recent kind of character study, it seemed like a lot of still photo, you know, shots up on the screen. Like that just really reminds me of like a kind of a Ken Burns documentary when that's all they have, like letters or photos from the civil war. And so they just show them. And I feel like we got a lot of that here of, you know, pictures while they talked over it. Okay. I mean, I think that's pretty, I, I think that's pretty standard. For, I don't know if, I don't know if there's like just in the genre of this type of film, I think they tried to spice it up a little bit by putting, Oh, they also followed her at the gym. That's right. That's the thing I forgot. Um, but they, you yeah. know, they, they tried to play hip music and tried to punch it up a little bit and be funny. But, uh, I think, I think mostly, yeah, it was a very traditional documentary, very much in the, in the Ken Burns tradition. I thought the introduction was very weird, you know, where the first you hear, um, six or something clips of probably TV commentators totally denigrating her saying she's basically a moron uh, evil and evil laid over pictures of national monuments in Washington DC I would not do that opener for this film I think it's I think it's a it does not hint enough at the subject of the film it also um, is the only time we hear that perspective of of who would be critical of her, you know? And it's done in a jokey way, in a way that's, you know, not really respected. It's, you know, it's dismissed. That the the uh, the argument or the opinion against her about why she wouldn't be right is never given voice in this film. Yeah, even in the ways that they interviewed like Orrin Hatch or Justice Scalia, uh, it always you know, maybe that's just how people aren't going to speak negatively for a documentary, but I guess those people would be very much opposed to her beliefs and her kind of legal system or you know, arguments, but they don't really voice that. Yeah, that's never given much credence. I mean, do you think documentaries have a, I don't know, responsibility to be unbiased or is that even possible? Well, I think it is possible. I don't think they have a responsibility. I think it's... Uh, an artistic choice that the director has. And I know I have a strong preference for documentaries that are more balanced than this one. This one felt like a fan piece or like it was made by, you know, it interviews those two younger women who wrote the, um, the notorious RBG book. Mm -hmm. And it felt to me like the documentary filmmakers probably read that book. felt like they were huge fans of RBG and wanted to make this movie as an homage to her legacy, which, uh, is totally fair. I mean, I, that's a legitimate documentary form, but, um, it's just not interesting to me. Like it would have been, I think it would have been cool to, uh, see the counter arguments against her or even better. And this is to the point of never seeing her discuss or actually do work, see her debate someone, you know, like in those, when you argue in front of the Supreme court, they question you and they, um, you know, they poke holes in your arguments and we really saw very little of that. And the only thing we learned about it was that she viewed it like teaching kindergarten. And, you know, every, the only perspective we heard was those Supreme Court justices were ignorant, which uh, it's just not true. <laughs> I mean, that's, 
that that is one perspective, but it's definitely not the truth. Did that bother you, or did you feel like it was biased, or you're such a big RBG fan that it didn't matter? I don't think I'm as big of an RBG fan as the the creators. I mean, I guess I've seen that meme before, but I wouldn't have said I pay very close attention to her dissenting opinions. I thought that was kind of surprising to see how much kind of influence the people gave her in popular culture. And maybe it's just not people I interact with, but I guess I wouldn't have said she is as big of a liberal hero as they made her out to be. Interesting. I would say, I would say I definitely understand that she is a liberal hero. I mean, if you are very liberal, then she is your hero. But I think that's different than saying that she's had a a huge impact on American society. I mean, I feel like her cases have been reversed or, you know, in the time that she's been an actual Supreme Court justice, um, she's all, all the major gender equality issues or cases that came before the court. It seemed like she lost. Yeah, they they definitely talked about how unbalanced it is right now. And she thought she would be on the kind of majority side of the court, but she has written a lot of dissenting opinions because of the appointees that have gone in since she was appointed. Yeah, so it's it's a, it's also a little bit strange to have your premise of your film be that she changed American society, but and yet uh, it appears to me, as an unbiased observer, that um, things are not trending in the direction that she would choose. I don't know. Oh, I think she's often upset with the decisions that are made, or very strongly disagrees. Okay, but do you? Okay, but do you feel like the film ever captured that anger? For example, I think one time she talked about writing the dissenting opinions, and you know, not always. I think yeah, I think she says she didn't feel like she was always going to have to be giving them, but it's come to a situation where she is on that more liberal side of the court. Yes, but I'm saying like again. We're just told that she has this passionate dissenting view now, and unfortunately she regrets it, but she has it. We're not shown, really, that unless you count the time. I mean, it does. It, for each major court case, it would read two sentences, right? I mean, that's yeah. all we got. Yeah, I mean, they must have just decided getting too into the legal arguments wouldn't be really engaging or interesting for audiences. I mean, they want the highlights. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think they talked at all about the Supreme Court case she lost. It just eventually came up later that when she argued, she went five for six. Yeah. All right. Any other likes or dislikes you want to make sure we're talking about with uh, this movie? Uh, did it seem to you like her daughter hated her? <laughs> Maybe hates the wrong word. <laughs> hates too strong. Uh, but it did seem well, to you like her daughter like kind of felt. This is the impression I got from her daughter. My mom was cold, distant, super strict, and I don't have that warmer relationship with her. Yeah, and obsessed with work. I mean, working all the time. But kind of angry about it, or with a no, chip. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So I thought that yeah. was interesting. Yeah. Her her son seemed affable and um, sort of like he'd accepted it, but... Well, and the granddaughter seemed like she had a close relationship, or wanted to be in this documentary... Looking like she had a close relationship. <laughs> or or wanted to be able to tell her Harvard classmates that she had a close relationship. I'm graduating from Harvard Law and would like a job. So here's my resume. I appear in this documentary <laughs> from minute 15 to 17. 
I'm sure she's getting a job. I mean, with it's easier than that for her. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I thought was interesting was they pulled out the Scalia sent Law School. Um, I can't remember the woman's position at the Scalia School of Law at George Mason University, but they interview her as the as the one she's there in the film. Her role in the film is to testify that Scalia and uh, RBG are friends. But then she also her her interview clip also gets put in in that sort of weird near the end moment when they talk about how how RBG made a huge um, political faux pas and shouldn't have said anything about Trump and and the the woman representing the Scalia School of Law comes down really hard on RBG. Do you remember that? Did it strike you as weird? she, She appears twice and one time she's very kind of positive and the second time. Hits hits are pretty hard. You're saying, yeah, just a, it's weird to see a subject uh, kind of be used in such in two such different ways in the same film. I think. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't. I'm not sure if I have that kind of documentary knowledge to say that that doesn't happen very often. So it didn't stand out <laughs> to me. I guess. Okay, you don't need documentary knowledge. Reed, just human knowledge. It's like if you were putting a story together, would you have one character act so differently? <laughs> yeah. No, probably not. Did it make you uh, want to be a lawyer? Not really. Nope. I I don't think so. Yeah, me neither. It did make it seem like she had done something very simple. I mean, she herself says it's like teaching kindergarten. She just basically said, look, the Constitution says there's equal protection. That's for men and women. Therefore, no law can have a gender dimension. It's just a, such a simple life work, you know? But, yeah, everyone, but thought she, everyone thought she was brilliant for it. That's a good way to wrap it up. Uh, let's move on to... Oh, no. Let's do our rankings. So, out of five, uh, I would give this documentary a three. I think people should see it if they have an interest in uh, Justice Ginsburg or interested in the law or are very liberal, but don't think it, I don't know, really needs to be out there. Okay. I give it a two for similar reasons. I just think it's great if you want a fan piece about Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg. But I feel like it doesn't explain enough of her own work and the importance of it. It doesn't show it enough. And it also doesn't contextualize it well enough in terms of what she was fighting against and the arguments against her. Nice. All right, let's do a recommendation from another thing that you've been watching, reading, listening to. Well, this this week I've uh, been watching... Atlanta, Robin season. Yeah. Have you already watched it? I have. It's so good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like it. Have you Uh, finished? No, I haven't finished yet. Okay. Uh, For me, I'm going to recommend season four of Arrested Development. The creator uh, recut all the episodes to be in chronological order and put them back out on Netflix and the fifth season's coming out at the end of May. What does that mean? Were they not in chronological order to begin with? Right. Each episode followed one of the characters and sort of took them through, and they interacted with other characters, but it really showed that character's story throughout the overall story, and now it cuts back and forth between characters and is, is in more of a straight chronological structure. Okay, interesting. And I think it makes it better. It was a, it was hard for me when that fourth season came out. I didn't like it as much, so I was happy for this change. Mm-hmm. Did you Google okay. anything? We didn't do that question. 
I googled uh, RBG memes. They were alright. What was your favorite? What was my favorite? I can't remember a favorite one. Let me think. I can just remember the one where she's flipping you off. That was not my favorite, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't remember. That's okay. Hit tie up on uh, social media. He'll let you know his favorite RBG <laughs> meme. That's right. All right. This has been Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley, and I'm less sweaty now. See you later. Bye.